Amen. Okay, we go to Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face to every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into its streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you, that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe to you, Chorazim. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, you will be brought down to Hades. He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Amen. 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 Okay, this is the second um, journey which only Luke reports. All the others report the first one, the 12 um, apostles or disciples, they were there. But only Luke reports the 70. And these are numbers that are um, seen in many places in, um, in the word of God. And even also in the Jewish culture, you know about the 12 from the 12 tribes of Israel. And uh, you know about the 70 from the 70 elders in um, Numbers 18. Well, that Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, advised him and God endorsed it. And so... Um, 
God put the spirit that was on Moses on these 70 elders. And so it seems our Lord Jesus Christ was following all these patterns. And there's also 70 members of the Sanhedrin. So after these things, the Lord appointed 70. And then we are familiar also with the instructions that was given to them, you know. But what we have here, we have in uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Okay. Now, you and I are witnesses how the, the, the work of the kingdom has been hijacked by men in building kingdoms for themselves instead of building the kingdom of God. You see, when you build kingdom for yourself, you raise men and women who are loyal to your organization, who are loyal to you and your organization. When you build the kingdom of God, you raise men and women whose primary loyalty is to God. And there is a world of difference. When your primary loyalty is to God, then you will tend to live godly because God is everywhere. When your primary loyalty is to the church or to the organization, when the organization is not present, you lose the pressure to conform. And that's why primary loyalty must always be to God. Besides, every disciple, every servant will be directly accountable to God. If men commend you on earth, you may be honored and celebrated. But if they don't commend you in heaven, <laughs> such honor is meaningless. Because we are citizens of heaven passing through the earth. So it is important when Jesus says the laborers are few. If you and I are privileged to learn the true gospel, to learn the everlasting gospel, that the angel was speaking about in Revelations. The gospel that doesn't change from generation to generation. Then we're obligated to share it everywhere we go. We're obligated to share it in church, outside of church, to believers, unbelieving believers, and unbelievers. Okay, there are three categories, believers, those who are uh, uh, not properly orientated about the kingdom of God. To unbelieving believers who are in church but are very, very mercantile. You know, they're not really interested in godliness and the kingdom of God. And then to stark unbelievers who are yet to bend and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Then the, 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 the instructions to, to the 70 disciples is the same as we um, read in chapter 9. Okay, go your way. I send you as lambs among wolves. Okay. The, the one version said, be, be, I think it's the Matthew 10 one that has it. Be wise as serpents, be harmless as doves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Okay, we'll come to this again. Again, remember what I said, that is because of the oriental greeting that consumes time. Go your way. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. This is the traditional and cultural greeting of peace of the Jews. No? If you go to Israel, you hear it, shalom, shalom, shalom. Everywhere, shalom, shalom. And, they, and, and it's a greeting of peace. And, you know, it, um, I can't remember which one, but Jehovah Shalom was something that emerged from one of those passages in scripture. I, don't, I can't remember exactly which one now. So bring a greeting of peace. And you know peace is at the center of the incarnation. The angels, you know, when they sang their glory in excelsis, they said glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, Jehovah Shalom is from Gideon, Judges chapter 6. Okay, glory in excelsis. Glory in excelsis. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And you know that we have spoken about this before, that there are three dimensional peace, if not four, but at least three. One is peace with God. Okay. That peace with God is what brings us salvation. Being justified by faith. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. And then uh, the second peace is peace with men, you know. That peace is the horizontal peace that the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12, as much as lies with you, I think it's verse 10, as much as lies with you, be at peace with all men. Oh, then it's not 12. If you can look for it, it's there. 
as much as lies with you, be at peace with all men. Aha, verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, be at peace with all men. That's the horizontal peace. Why does he say as much as lies with you? For obvious reasons. You may want to make peace, <laughs> and the other party doesn't want to make peace. So you can announce to them, I'm at peace with you. Whether you're at peace with me or not is uh, another matter. But I want you to know that I'm at peace with you. No, no more Bahala. And then there is the third piece, which is the Apostle Paul calls in um, um, Philippians. Is it Philippians? Yes. Um, 4 7. Philippians 4 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses. All understanding. Okay, that is the peace in yourself. Peace in yourself. The peace of God that defies explanation. That somebody passing through so much is sleeping soundly at night. Ah, ah. That somebody so challenged snores off quickly. And that is a peace that our Lord Jesus Christ says in John chapter, what, 14 or 15, one of them, my peace I give to you. I think it was 27. My peace I give to you, but not as the world gives. Okay. The Christian that is, um, no, then look, look, what is this? Is this 14? No. Okay, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is the peace of peace with God, peace uh, uh, amongst men, and peace in yourself. You know, that, that nothing shakes. It is not. A, a, a peace that is the absence of adversity, but it's a peace that is in spite of adversity. It's also a peace that comes through faith in God, confident that no matter what the present is, you know, these two shall pass, and the glorious dawn will emerge out of it all. It is the peace. You know. So Jesus said, bring this greeting to everybody you see. Don't know what they're going through. Peace. Shalom. 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 You don't know what they're going through. Let them hear the greeting of peace. In its three dimensions, you know, peace with God, peace with man, peace in yourself. Okay. Supplies. Don't carry any money along. Okay. Don't carry any money along. In other words, the apostle Paul used it um, where? First Corinthians 9? Mm-hmm. You know, he used it in First Corinthians 9. He said, uh, when they said, uh, do not muscle the ox that threads the corn, the apostle Paul said, ah, they didn't write this thing for ox now. 
Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. Okay? To have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? Okay, so, so this, is the, this is what the Apostle Paul was saying. But in, in, in Corinth, the Apostle Paul made it clear. I think this one was in 2 Corinthians, he said it. He said he refused to take that support from them because he knew that as soon as he left, all kinds of people will, will come up demanding to be paid for this and to be paid for the other. So when he saw that there was a, 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 a um, okay, yes, it's here, right here. You have passed it. But I've used none of these things, nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. Yes. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. Okay. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yeah, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Okay. Anyway, Jesus said here in chapter 10, you know, don't, don't, don't carry money, don't carry uh, a bag of supplies, you know, don't have change of shoes and, and, and then greet them with the greeting of peace. Uh, you, oh, you think that change of shoes, <laughs> but if, you, if they have change of shoes, they'll have change of this and change of that, and they will be heavily laden. I know they're walking all this journey, there are no cars. <laughs> And these people are not going to have um, uh, uh, um, um, horses to ride on. Those are for the very wealthy of the time. Okay. And then, of course, the, the one we've treated before remain in the same house. Okay. Don't, don't scout around for the rich in the community and, and, and leave the one you entered to go to their own. Okay, but then um, we, we, we pray for this um, uh, mandate, which is um, more commonly seen when there's a move of God, diverse healings. You know, people are still being healed. I was just reminding myself that I've been healed severally this week, you know. It's just that I don't know, we don't have a culture of testimony in KLS, but uh, some people do, and they collect people's testimonies as they're being healed. They don't have to be healed in church. They heal them. Because now and again, when I have um, this challenge I have had now for over a week, it came from overcycling. <laughs> you know, they tell us that um, um, you need to exercise so that you don't have frequent falls. Of the, of the old or the aged. So, so I took it to heart. And when I cycle, I put obstacles on the cycle because you say all these uh, electronic things, you can put obstacles. And at the end of the day, I think my wife and I finally agreed that what I had was a, a muscle cramp, but not of the external muscles 
of the internal muscles, the doctors will recognize that, you know. And I've, and I've, I've managed this now for over a week until I was, you know, two, two days ago, three days ago, the Holy Spirit said, why don't you just pray for this? No matter the way it is, you're a doctor, you're always thinking about medicine, you know. And then I prayed and I woke up this morning uh, um, um, totally, completely convinced that Hallelujah. I'm healed. Hallelujah. And, and I'm healed. I'm healed. Amen. And, and um, if we had a, a culture of um, giving testimonies, we would collect all this and be given. But it's good to always give testimonies for the glory of God. So, so, so these are, these are wonderful experiences. And, and, and nobody need pray for you, can pray for yourself and be healed, you know, and, and also pray for others to be healed. This is what Jesus is teaching here, that um, um, it's not the dramatized ones, you know? No, they don't have to be dramatized. Because Jesus said, our Lord Jesus taught us that it's all about faith, believing God, trusting God, you know, in, in whatever corner you have, knowing that there is a God in heaven who is able, you know. And I've told you, I've said before that uh, communion is also a, a, a point of contact for healing because the scripture clearly said in Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. We are healed. And when Peter reported that in 1 Peter 2.24, he said, by his stripes, we were healed. In 1 Peter 2.24. Okay. By whose stripes you were in the past healed. And so we can walk in that healing, you know, and, and begin to experience it and, 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 uh, and lift up our voices and cry out to God, you know, if we're in any situation and, and, um, and hear and receive his compassion and his touch to the glory of his holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, the, the cities, when we, the last time we went to Israel, the guide took us to the site of these cities that our Lord Jesus Christ denounced. In fact, they could not locate the site of Chorazin. Okay? Woe to Chorazin. Woe to Bethsaida. You know? Now, the Chorazin has totally disappeared. Bethsaida um, um, has a few, um, they yes. took us to the site of Bethsaida, a few yeah. stones, a oh. few stones in, in one bush. It says the site of Bethsaida, which was a bustling city in the days of Christ. Capernaum, the only thing left is the synagogue and Peter's house. That's all that is left of Capernaum, where Jesus actually stayed with his disciples. <clears throat> and in, in that denunciation, they disappeared. They totally disappeared from the face of the earth. 
you know. And yet, you know, there are still cities. Even Nain, Nain is still there. The city of Nain, the city of Magdala, all those biblical towns, many of them are still there. But the ones that rejected the gospel, they have disappeared. Okay. So it is good to, to warn those who reject the gospel that the consequences are there. Amen. Amen.